Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Bowls over defenders. There it is. And he should be over 10,000 yards. That's it. And congratulations to the great Fred Taylor. It is Thursday, September 5th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who's living in his own personal cone of uncertainty, <laughs> J.P. Shadrick. 37 years and running, yes. Welcome in, J.P. Shadrick. That might have been one of Joe's best. <laughs> no, let's not give him too much credit. Good. No, that was good. That was that was deep. I thought it was poor. That's, and uh, apropos. That's Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, Leon Searcy with us. Here we are on Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday, it's week one, real football coming up. Finally. Good gracious. I mean, golly. I'm a, I did a bunch of you know interviews this week talking about the Chiefs game with a bunch of Kansas City uh, media. And each time I did it, I was like, at least we're talking real football now. <laughs> like, we're talking about a game that matters. Looking forward to watching the Packers mm-hmm. and the Bears tonight, a game that matters. And all the nonsense of how much they practiced, didn't practice, how much they played, didn't play, all off the door. Now it's all about results. They'll win games now. W's, baby. It's about W's. Now, do you remember your first opening day? Yeah, before we go to that, sir. Yeah, go ahead. um, I I think you can take your name tag off. Oh, (laughs) Dana? We all all know who you are. Oh, okay. Well, you you know, I'm new to the building now. It's been a while. It's been 20 years, so you know they gotta know who I am coming in the building. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. That's so bad. Hey, no problem. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Here's what's coming up on the show. I think show you should have worn the whole show. Huh? Yeah. You should have worn the whole show. He left it on. He knew, but he took care Chiefs Jaguars preview. <laughs> what is this Jaguars offense going to look like? The Chiefs have speed. The Jaguars defense knows that. We'll get the injury report. We go around the league as well. Lots to get to in this hour. The Doug Marone show comes up at 5 o'clock. We'll hear from the head coach. As well, the uh, Jags just lost a practice day. They were back at it today, though, after Hurricane Dorian came through. Uh, John D. Filippo, the offensive coordinator, spoke with the Jaguars media just a little bit ago, and there are questions of what this offense is going to look like and how do they score points. It seems like they're going to have to against the Chiefs. Our job as an offense is to go out and score at least one more point than the other team. And however we have to do that, we're prepared to do that, whether it be th- throw it a bunch, whether it be run it a bunch, whether it be you know, ball control offense. I mean, we've talked about all those situations as a staff going into this game. So uh, we're going to be, at least we're, we're prepared for uh, pretty much, hopefully, whatever type of game it turns into on Sunday. All right, fellas, what does John Filippo have up his sleeve? Because he didn't say much there. Well, can I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, he looks like a football coach, doesn't he? Not he's got the kind of the Well he is a football coach. No, I know, but he's got the got the little bridge across the nose, kinda of look cut looking thing and like he's been headbutting ball players out there on the practice field. Well, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Anyway, I like that. Okay. That's great. Anyway, Thank you. What he said nothing. No. And you can't wait. So you get into the game to decide what type of game plan you want to have. And my hope is that offensively we're going to dictate what we want. And I think that's a coordinated effort between, obviously, Doug Marone, Todd Wash, and John Filippo, and saying, listen, are we going to play ball control football? And, and you're, you're try t- to keep you think a new coordinator with what? new pieces are going to dictate anything to anybody? No, but my point is, Jeff, you can't go into the game saying – well, we'll see if we need to be ball control, if we need to throw it, if we need to run it. 
my whole point is like you should have a game plan like you're gonna throw it throw it like we're going in and we're, we're gonna play great defense mm-hmm. field position football and we're gonna run the ball to try to keep Mahomes on the sidelines well I I think our best offense may be our best defense to be quite honest with but we control the clock convert on third downs I run agree. the ball play action take mm-hmm. our shots here and there keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, you know, limiting him to plays, a big playability. I think that gives us the best possibility in the win football game. Well, I mean, and game. we're going to talk about this in the pregame and all Sunday, but the key to this game for me is third down red zone. They were the best third down uh, offense. Mm-hmm. We were above average defensively on third down. We were like t- number eight. We were the worst third down. That's, or, that's well above average. Well, you know what I'm saying, but I mean, we weren't the best. They were the best. Offensively, we were 31st or something in third down conversion. We were awful. So we have to flip that. We need to, be, we need to get them off the field. We need to stay on the field. And then the exact same thing. They were number one uh, red zone offense. We got to force field goals, and we got to convert. I mean, that's where this game's going to come down to. We well, have to stay on the field and finish drives. We have to get them off the field and force field goals. Here, here's the funny thing. You, you come up with all these ways to win, and then there's always another way that you can win. I mean, for example, two, and we talked about this, I think, uh, last week. And that, uh, and Leon, you probably remember, the Jaguars go down to Houston for the opener in 17. Look, we weren't overly optimistic about the Jaguars' chances in that game. No, no, no. At all. At all. Uh, with J.J. Watt, Clowney. They were coming off the hurricane. Whitney. There's stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. I mean and, then, uh, and then all of a sudden it, it turned into a, taking the Texans out to the whooping shed. Yeah, but Jeff. And did, but did we expect no, a no, game I, like that? I'm no. with you there. I agree with that. So you never know what's going to happen. But they went into that game with the game plan that they were going to run the ball, pound it, not ask Blake to do too much, and play great defense. That was their game plan going in. I'm only responding to what John DeFilippo said. I, don't, I understand why he's saying nothing. That's what coaches <laughs> do this time of year. I don't believe that they don't have an idea of what type of game they no, want to try to he's, dictate. He's got a plan. That's my whole point. Yeah, you you don't just show up and say, well – we might ball control. We'll see what the game's doing. Maybe we'll throw it. Maybe was, we'll run uh, it. What was that movie? We'll flip a JP, coin. JP, the, the baseball movie where the guy's teaching them how to learn all the lines. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. need to know your cliches. It, it, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, um, throw hey, me, me do whatever I can me. to help the ball club. Sounds, sounds like <laughs> Fleepo right there, right? Well, right. we'll do whatever we can as an offense. I mean, it's good. I think right. that was good. Right. At some point, best though, ever, at some way. point, though, down the line in the season, this offense is going to have some kind of identity, though, right? That they're, we're waiting they're, to see what it is. We don't, we don't know. know what it is, though, right? You, at, at what point will you start to figure, okay, these guys are really a running offense. Okay, these guys do certain things in the past game. You won't know that week one. You'll know that like week well, five or six. Well, right? we absolutely saw none of that this preseason. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. so we, we saw it, nothing. We saw nothing this preseason. So we don't really know what kind of offense is going to be, you know, um, well, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play action. We're going to take our shots down the field. You know, who's going to emerge as the go-to wide receiver? Is Leonard going to stay healthy? Is he going to pound the rock? Is the offensive line going to stay healthy? They can get after it. I mean, all those components play into this game and how we're going to be able to win on Sunday. So it's, we didn't see much this preseason because we what, saw one quarter. Is, is, this, is yeah. this the most unknowns on one side of the ball that you guys remember in recent history with the Jaguars football team? Uh, outside of 1995, yes. Yeah. I mean, seriously, on the offensive side of the ball, you think about some of the variables or unknowns on this offensive side of the ball, and it might be the most that it's ever seen. Because even 17, what Jeff's talking about, we thought they were going to be – we knew what they wanted to do. Sure. We knew they wanted to run the ball. We knew they wanted to play they great defense. Keep running back, and protect, all this stuff. And sure. protect Blake. 
But we didn't have any idea what to expect from the standpoint, could they do it? Because we saw none of it in the Mm -hmm. preseason, even though they played a lot in the preseason Mm -hmm. because they weren't very good. So that's where the shock was. It's not so much it's going to be a shock, whatever they do. We just don't know what they're going to do. It's just going to be like, okay, this is what we can expect now. Now we, we, we think we have ideas. Sure. Of what they what are speculate all day. I mean, for one, I was you, trying to figure that out today. They want to run the ball with Leonard Fournette. Sure, I mean that that they they made that very clear. Even they're going to throw to Leonard Fournette. The day more. that they signed Nick Foles, they were talking about they still want to run the football. And uh, from watching them in practice and training camp, how many times do we see wide receivers on vertical routes, uh, deep balls, a ton in practice? Mm-hmm. Now we didn't see it in games a lot. We've seen the routes, but we never seen the ball mm-hmm. go to a deep guy. Uh, a couple times, I think Minshew threw it, but I mean, Nick Foles had one opportunity. He needed to choose to throw it. I mean, so I, I think there's going to be a vertical element to it. But here, here's the thing. We're using all the terms think or maybe, or maybe they might do this. I mean, that, we don't know. And that's, that's the intriguing thing about this game. Defensively, well, these two teams played last year, of course, and the Jaguars' defense had one of the better days against the Chiefs' offense of the whole league last year. Todd Wash, defensive coordinator today, said, well, that's a little different year. We, we, we played hard. Um, I, th- I thought we executed. But uh, as you talk to our unit, you know, we met again this morning, and um, it wasn't good enough. Um, if we don't win the football game, then it's not good enough. And that's the mentality in the room. So um, last year was last year. Um, you know, they got some different players, obviously some new additions. You know, obviously we got some new players and some guys playing in different spots than they did a year ago. So it's going to be a heck of a challenge for us defensively. Well, we're getting to the uh, cliche season. It, it well, is here, fellas. Well, but that, but it, how much do you look back to last year's performance? Well, wait a minute. Was he just saying that they played well against Kansas City? They allowed 23 points off. Uh, okay, I, I on, get that. By the way, that on a team that averaged 35 Okay, game, uh, I would say yes, they played I, pretty I, well. I get that. And they were the only team that did not allow Patrick Holmes a, a touchdown pass. But two at, picks. At the, two the, picks and had a 65 passer rating for the league's MVP. I thought they played well. I thought they played solid, but at the beginning of the game, they didn't start out well. I mean, they finished well. Jeff, it was 13 nothing, and they turned them over in their – and the Jaguars had a chance to make it a 13-7 game. The start of the game was not very good by the defense. The opening drive. They doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Did, it wasn't a good start I'm for the Jaguars. Well, well, the offense didn't help as well. No, <laughs> no, no. They had three and outs and turnover positions. No. So. No, but <laughs> defensively, <laughs> year. defensively, you expected more out of them in that game. Well, uh, I did. Well, okay, but Jeff, if I were to tell you that they're going to hold the Chiefs to – under, over I don't 12 care. points I don't, a game. I don't care what it was as far it. as what I'm, – Turnover Mahomes what, twice. What does it take to win? More or less points than that. the opponent. I mean, Well, Todd just said that, but when you get nothing out of your offense, and not only nothing, they hurt you by giving up points. I mean, it's hard. I thought the defense played fine. The defense – I'll say mm. this. Was it their best effort? No. No. But did they play winning football that day? 100%. They played better than anyone else in the NFL last year against Patrick Mahomes. Anybody. Mm. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact, but it wasn't good enough to win. I just, I just, the way it started, it wasn't good. <laughs> Get a yeah, man. Man. So it didn't start here? good. When, I mean, you, had, when you go on the road and you give up, you know, you're down 13 to nothing to start a game out or whatever it was at the start of that ball game. I mean, that's not the way you want to start. That, that's true. They did go down first series and score. Then the offense turns the ball over, three and out, turn the ball over. They kick a field goal. Yeah. Offense gets the ball again. Interception, kick a field goal. Pick I six. mean, that could have easily been 21 nothing. Sure. But, you know, a defense held them to six points. 
because of offensive turnovers. And offense, if the offense does anything. If they does it, uh, yeah. It's, it's a tie game going at halftime where they're down by three. If they do anything, if they trip when first and goal in the end zone, they, <laughs> I mean, honestly, just don't throw it to Chris Jones on a screen. Well. I, I see what you're saying. That's a lot to ask right there. Come I mean, we're four, four sacks or two interceptions by the defense. They I, I, still, they still they couldn't put away with me. They, they, played, played, they well. played well. They played well, I think. But you still got the L. An L. <laughs> An L. Okay, but if you <laughs> – But I guess the question is, how different is this – uh, offense this year as opposed to last year. They have some new pieces over there in Kansas. Uh, well, here, I think they're going to be better. Or, I, they got they got more speed because they got Hardman in the draft. Uh, the Georgia wide receiver, good player. Now, I don't know if they're as good in the running game. I mean, that's a great, great Their question. offense didn't fall off at all last year. If you look at the numbers, when mm-hmm. Damian Williams became the running back and they got, uh, they got Shady, of, uh, right? they got Shady McCoy, but I don't know how much he has left. Yep. The bottom line is this offense revolves around one guy, and that's Patrick Mahomes in the, in the passing game the of Tyreek Hill. Best young quarterback Chelsea. in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's what gets it done. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, well, I'll ask Jeff this. Jeff, if I told you today that you're going to hold Mahomes to zero touchdowns, two picks, and a 65 passer rating, would you take that as a defense? Absolutely. Okay. That's what they did. And if they can get that kind of effort again, they're going to win the football game because I think they have an offense. Not, yeah, that's that's the difference I think because now you have an offense that well you hope you have an offense. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we don't think, know. We think, we think they have. You an hope. Offense. We were talking about this the other week though the, on the offensive side again just to go back to that real quick, um, and we'll break this down a little bit more. How do they score thirty points on offense? Who the Jaguars? I don't know I don't if they know, have I know, to. I don't know but, if they can or if they mm, need to. That's what that was what we talked about the other night. I right? said if they w- if they score thirty, they're winning the game. I think they need. I think they win twenty four. If they score twenty four, I think they win the football game most likely. I think that this defense holds them, holds the Chiefs to twenty one seventeen type of points if they play well, which mm. I expect them to do. I think this defense is better than they were last year. They have way more speed in the secondary, at the safety position. Josh Allen is an addition. That's going to create havoc for them. Now mm-hmm. rushing the passer, Miles Jackson another year. I mean, the one thing you've lost is Telvin Smith, who wasn't playing great. He was playing solid football last year, but not great. It's the big unknown for me is Quincy Williams at will. I mean, that's the. And if I'm yeah. Andy, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm trying to get the. And you that's, watch. I was watching the San Francisco tape today, guys, and they're going to match Damian Williams against Quincy Williams in the mm-hmm. passing game, and they're going to match. Try to get Kelsey on Quincy Williams' rookie, and that's what worries me. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with Quincy Williams and Rodney Harrison with Kelsey down the middle or finding spots in the zone because there's a lot of inexperience at the linebacker position outside of Miles Jack, and he's going to have his hands full because he's going to have Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, and he's got open field tackles and then the sets and alignments where the running back's going to be. But Kelsey, he, you, know, you know he can go vertical or he can find the, the spots in the zone. And with the inexperience that we have at linebacker, and the inexperience that we have at the safety position, that could be a big concern. Okay. But I think we're more the athletic. safety position, uh, yeah, you can say they're more athletic, but, I mean, look, the reality is is that you lost arguably the best safety in the league in covering tight ends. I wouldn't go that far, but he was good. Uh, who's better? Name me a safety in the league that was better than Tashawn Gibson against Kelsey well, I, and Gronkowski. I, I, I didn't break. Well, Kelsey had over 100 yards. I don't know if you remember that. So, I know, but I, I, I was, sure. wasn't all Tashawn Gibson. But you well, look I at mean, when, you, when you Tashawn. You just said against Tashawn. Kelsey, when, Kelsey when Tashawn, had over 100 yards. When Tashawn he, was covering Kelsey. He had five for 100. Yeah, five for 100. He only averaged 20 yards a catch. When he was covering Kelsey, he did a great job. So Kelsey was shut down when Gibson was on it. 
But then yeah, we should blame Todd, he did a good job Todd Wash. On, that he did a good job on all the, all the tight ends in, in the league last year. <laughs> Listen, I'm all for Just because Gibson. he has 100 yards doesn't mean it was all on Gibson. I didn't say that. Well, that's what you're implying. <laughs> but you're acting like if Gibson was like the best t- safety in the NFL, <laughs> Wait, why don't we Did you not go? just say that? I don't that. think he was the best safety in the NFL like you do. That's all I'm okay, saying. Okay, I'm just saying is that you're, if the, the numbers don't lie well, when, the, when you look at Gibson I just want to make sure you said that Sean Gibson was the best t- safety in football last year. Arguably in covering tight ends, yes. We're back in a moment. Numbers um, don't lie. We're off and running. What a show this is going to be. Uh, prior to each game, entertain guests in air-conditioned suites of the public's ultimate tailgate party presented by Party Shack. Visit jacksvillage.com. Reserve your suite today. A little more Jags offense talk when we come back. Plenty still ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Hi folks, Frank Franzi here for the best barbecue in town. That is Bono's. Head to Bono's today. 15 locations on the First Coast and six more at TIAA Bank Field. You see, Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You want great barbecue, you want Bono's. Plenty of parking, clean family restaurants, and oh, by the way, the best barbecue you have ever had. So if you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. The official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck, America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. This NFL season, the pregame starts at Duncan for DD Perks members. Because this game day, Duncan is offering Jaguars fans a $1 medium hot or iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team's success from the sidelines. Head to Duncan and start celebrating before the game even begins. You heard that right, Jaguars fans. Duncan is giving you some extra fuel to cheer on your team. So this game day, it's easy for you to get a kick before kickoff. The Jaguars and America run on Duncan. Excludes cold brew. Limited one per member. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli, Leon Searcy, the Jags and the Chiefs coming up Sunday. Presented by TIAA Bank, created to serve, built to perform. One o'clock, they'll tee it up in week one, finally. Nice 94-degree sunny day expected. Bring some humidity with it. Yeah, and I, you know, we always thought that that was kind of an advantage for the Jaguars, and it should be because that's what you practice in, that's what you play in here all the time, and Kansas City coming in here with the heat is an issue. And I, and I used to firmly always believe that, and I felt that way as a player. I know you guys probably did as well. And then a couple of years ago when Buffalo came in on one of the hottest days of Jaguars history, came in and then Buffalo beat up on the Jaguars in the heat, I was like, well, I guess the heat wasn't uh, a huge factor in that game. Heat's so. a factor, but it's not the deciding factor. I mean, it, it gives you an advantage. But I wonder how much of an advantage because it's not like they played games in the heat this year because of no preseason. They practiced in the morning for the most part. So limited practice in the heat. They did have that one week where it was pretty hot. They practiced. And so how much of it is, is it really, how much a, is it really a, an advantage now? I used to think it was an advantage as well, Jeff, but we were practicing twice a day in it, playing the whole preseason in it. I mean, we got, we had a lot of reps in it. And so. Right, so let me ask you guys this from an offensive standpoint, because uh, obviously Hurricane Dorian affected, I think the schedule for yep. the Jaguars and they obviously, they didn't even start practicing until today. Correct. Mm-hmm. Tony and Leon, if you guys were to miss a typical in-season Wednesday of game preparation, how does that affect you guys from a game plan standpoint? Does it limit you on what you would like to do? Well, when, when Tony and I played Wednesday was when most of the installment was done on Wednesday. Your most physical practice when you did most of the, your inside run, your middle drill, your blitz drill, all the team period stuff. So that was essential to get that Wednesday practice in because 80% of the offense went into it as far as installments go. So we, you didn't want to miss Wednesdays because when, Tuesday, Thursday you tapered off a little bit. Fridays you were, you know, walkthrough or whatever. So back in that day, I think that if you missed a Wednesday, it would be essential. You know, it would be def- – I won't say essential, but it would be – uh, uh, hinder the offense because you need that Wednesday to get most yeah, of the stuff. The only, to, the to only get, thing I disagree for the most part I agree, but here's the difference. One is they had all they prepared. So they started prepping for Kansas City week four of the preseason. They were working. They were working mm-hmm. Kansas City, so they've mm-hmm. got a plenty of work on Kansas City. Um, number two, the more veteran, the less it would affect. Like, quite honestly, the second or third year in this offense, I don't think Leon and I would have missed a beat if we didn't practice on Wednesday, because we know the offense is mm-hmm. the same offense. It's the same things. <laughs> Especially what we did is like, hey, go block the two ends. We're not doing anything. I mean, at, at that point. So it's, with a younger team, I think it matters. Um, what about a team that may not be necessarily younger but newer? That's what, that's what when I say younger. Mm-hmm. Younger experience as far as this offense. But I think it'll be balanced out where it's not going to be a big deal only because they prepped all week four of the preseason. They weren't prepping for the game. They weren't even thinking about that game. None of the stars were playing the staff and everyone was getting ready for Kansas City. So I don't think it's the end of the world. No, it's, it's just per- interesting. Well, it's, not, I mean, uh, well, it's not the perfect world situation, but I don't think it's good. I just want to do, do you limit? Do, does it no, limit? No, I don't think you plan? limit. No, no, no. I, but, but uh, you know, as far as the offensive line go, I'm thinking that, you know, the inexperience that we have, you know, we've got Cam Robinson who's coming back from an injury, and you got Juwan Taylor at right tackle, you know, inexperienced right tackle. And maybe Will Richardson at right guard. I mean, and Will Richardson at right guard. You, you, want the, you don't want him to miss the opportunity That's for right. reps. You know, I because agree. right, what you want, what's going to happen on Wednesday is that your most physical day would be on Wednesday. So you, you actually, uh, 
game planning on how you're going to play on Sunday, on Wednesday, because you're in full gear, you're in full pads and all that. So with an inexperienced offensive line, I'm a little bit concerned that they missed that day because you really can get that practice. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's just interesting because, I mean, typically for, for to give people an idea, a Wednesday in season, that's your majority of your install, of, mm-hmm. your, of your, your core of your offense and now core they, of your defense. Now, they did come in on Monday. They had a walk. Yeah, you kind of get a free day. My my guess is, knowing that they were going to miss Wednesday, they probably did install as far as the mental aspect of it mm-hmm. on Monday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. walk through mm-hmm. because they knew they were going to miss this day. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't know so Wednesday, sure. Wednesday's typically your core, so That's you probably right. got a little mm-hmm. bit of that on Monday. Mm-hmm. Thursday is typically your third down and blitz packages and versus the blitz. Well, heck, in the old days, we used to do 9-7 on Thursday, too. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. And then Friday really is uh, Friday's goal line, short yardage. But it's, it's more of a stuff. no pads, tuning everything fast, up. fast, fast yeah, pace walkthrough mm-hmm. style. Yeah. But uh, it's just going to be interesting to see how much of that with a with a new offense, new components. Yep. How much does that affect it, or if at all? Well, who knows? We won't yeah. know. Well, yeah. It's a good discussion, yeah, right? Yeah, and also the fact that this offense only played like a quarter and a half. You you wonder going into sun, Sunday, are they going to be? Is there going to be a nice rhythm, a nice tempo? Well, I worry well, about that whether they practice you know, Wednesday or not. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. Yeah. Because we haven't seen much of rhythm and tempo throughout the preseason, so no. you know you got to turn on the light switch come Sunday. I mean, so sir, it'd be very any, interesting to see so how they play. Do you have any confidence this group's going to come out with a rhythm? I, not really. Me neither. I mean, because I haven't seen much of it. Yeah, we're Especially hopeful. In the I'm, I'm always we're hopeful. hopeful. We yeah, think. We're hopeful. We think it could. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how far that goes. Yeah. Uh, you guys mentioned the offensive line here, and uh, you know Cam Robinson coming off injury. Uh, you got the right guard question mark there, and then a rookie at right tackle. How confident are you in this five uh, going I'm, into opening day? I'm not. You're not. No. Uh, obviously confident in. in Linder, I think he's gonna be fine. Norrell's a veteran; he knows how to play and how how to prep. I don't know where we're getting on the right side because I don't even know who's starting. I'm okay if I actually like the. I, I think after what I've seen in the preseason, I would start Will Richardson and Taylor, and I think they're both physical and they'll be fine. It's gonna be a little bit rough, maybe the first couple of series, the anxiety, the emotions, opening day. That's okay. I mean that 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 happens. You can get through that. I got big questions on the left tackle. I love Cam. I love his attitude. This team needs his nastiness. He has an attitude the way he plays the game. Um, but he's coming off an ACL. He had six reps. Conditioning is going to be a factor. And as I've said all offseason, and I've hope, I hope he's worked on it, his footwork scares me. Because he's such a great athlete, so talented in a lot of areas, but he gets sloppy with, those foot, with his footwork, and he, gets, he puts himself in <clears throat> really bad situations, and he's playing against a really good player in Frank Clark. Um, you got it. Filippo has the game plan. How much film have you watched him. on Frank Clark? I mean, a little bit last year, and then started watching it today. I watched uh, the third preseason game against. Uh, they were playing the Forty ers uh, He was going to get Staley. What do you guys think of? I like. I, I mean, think he's a good pass rusher. Yeah, he's I mean, long. He's getting paid like he's one. Oh of the yeah, best. I think he's a good. Even when he was at Seattle, I mean, him coming here, I mean, he was one of the highest paid defensive ends. He gets after it, turns the corner well, physical, uses his hand, good yeah. inside move, and we all know Cam Robinson as much as I love him as well. I love his attitude, his physicality, but his technique was flawed at best when he came in his rookie year. Now he has an AC. Tear and he still elongates his 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 kick leg. Well, he have still too elongated. His, his tear's fixed, huh? His tear's fixed. Well, so he still elongates <laughs> yeah. his back leg. Yeah, he still elongates his, his he back does. leg. He so does. Frank Clark, he, he's a guy. He's an every down end. Um, I don't think he's a great like a great pass rusher. Like you turn on the tape, it's like oh my gosh, is he as good as D Ford? He's different than D Ford. D Ford is speed only. 
Like if you got your hands on D. How about Ford, Justin over. Houston? Yeah, he's more like a Justin Kinda Houston. Like that, good, right? pay, yeah. good hands. Yeah. What I really like about uh, Frank Clark for his size, you know, he's over 260 pounds. He has some length to him. He can flip his hips and turn the corner yeah. really well, and he still is a uh, a good run defender. So he's an every down guy. He's not the pure speed rusher or just third down guy that's going to scare you to death, but he can beat you if you if you don't have good technique. Does he move left right? Uh, in the preseason, <clears throat> watching he? it, he can. If uh, you're Frank Clark, who do you want to line up against? Are you going over Cam? Cam I go over Cam. Or Cam. And I saw 90, well, 95% of the game against the 49ers preseason only. He was at right end over the left half. Got it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm Frank, Frank Clark, I'm flip-flopping because you got inexperience at the Yeah, right find out what the rookie has. Yeah, see what the rookie has. I mean, he's going to have his hands full with Okafer. I mean, who's no slouch. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm Frank Clark, you know, I'm giving Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor my best to see – if the, if the kid at the right time can get it done, I'll we're, say this we're talking about, about the end rushers, and Chris Jones might be one of the one of the best inside pass rushers in the National Football League. Probably second best, yeah, next to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. No one's quite in that yeah. category. Aaron Donald um, is an absolute machine, but Chris Jones is is what did he have? A sack and eleven, 11 straight, games. straight games, games yeah. last year, fifteen, 15 and a half total, eleven wow. straight games. Fifteen. I mean, to give people an, an idea, look, if you get to double digits and you're an interior pass rusher, mm-hmm. you're you're all world. He's three, four defensive ends. So that means on first and second down, he's two gap and tackles. Yeah, he didn't get that, a lot. I mean, that, he didn't that, get that a lot of three techniques. All world numbers now. I mean, fifteen and a half. He's uh, he's very good. He's long. His size. Uh, Outstanding pass rush, as you said. But before we we can talk more about that in a second, I want to go to Jawan Taylor. I actually have more confidence in him mm-hmm. than probably I do uh, than I do right now in Cam. He's got good feet. He, I think, I think if Jawan Taylor will just take a deep breath and realize when he steps on the field, it's just football. Mm-hmm. It's no different. The same game that he's been playing his whole life, he'll be fine. I, I like yeah. what I've seen in practice. His preseason tape, and the one time we saw him was good. Um, he has some things he can work on, obviously. But I think I think Jawan Taylor's gonna be fine at the right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like Jawan Taylor as well at right tackle. Only thing that concerns me a little bit about him because he's so powerful, he utilizes it so much. I just know that veteran defensive ends can actually use that against him. You know, I would rather him use his feet. Explain to, explain that. What you you're know talking what I'm about saying? There. I, I because do, but explain what everyone's listening. You know, to when, because when I first came in the league, everything about me was to get my hands on you and be physical with my punch. And guys use my aggressiveness against me, especially veteran guys. I tried. You know, especially veteran guys. <laughs> so, I, I, so I tell young guys, especially right tackles who come in their leagues, be patient, use your feet, your technique, and your fundamental, and then use your power as a last resort. You know, right now when I saw Jawan, the only time I saw him get in trouble in practice is when he just wanted to be overbearing and overpowerful on guys. But then when he slowed it down, used his feet as fundamentals and technique, and used his power last, that's when he was able to neutralize. Because your power will always be there. If you have, it'll power, always be there. It's always. You, there I always say this. I tell every every young pass uh, blocker, every every young offensive lineman, you block people with your feet. Yep. You block people with your feet. You don't you don't block them with your hands. You don't block them with anything else. Not with your power. Well, you block minute, people with your feet. Leon Leon blocked people with his punch. No, but his punch was only effective yeah. because his exactly. feet took him there. <laughs> yeah. If your feet don't take you there. I don't care how I hard you I wasn't punch. thinking about Leon's feet when I felt that <laughs> explosion <laughs> into my chest. I can tell That's you that. That's fair well, enough. Well, well, yeah. Listen, but, but Baselli's right. You block him with your feet, and then you, you put your feet in a position where you can use your hands as weapons. I was thinking about the punch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come back in a moment. Ashley Sullivan has a news update, and uh, we'll get on the Jaguars' defensive side, too. We'll get into the injury report, who did and did not practice. They're actually on the field as we speak. 
Uh, join us for a moment. 25 years in the making. Do you remember where you were for Fred's 90-yard run or Jalen's playoff pick? Be part of the next great Jaguars moment with season tickets in the Jags' 25th season. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Searching for a fence? Challenge yourself to find a fence company with more positive online reviews than Superior Fence and Rail. With over 750 total online reviews and a 4.8 out of 5 review average, Superior Fence and Rail is superior. So take the online challenge or let their professional team show you what superior service looks like. Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. This Jaguar season, how would you like an all-inclusive air-conditioned suite for your tailgate? Mike Dempsey here for Party Shack. It's a turnkey setup that means no prep on your end. You can host clients, staff, and friends to catered food sponsored by Publix with a full bar, top deck roof lounge, and best of all, air-conditioned comfort with two TVs in each suite. So take your whole office or group of friends to the the top-of-the-line Jaguars tailgate experience. Book your company's Party Shack suite right now at jacksvillage.com. jacksvillage.com. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour with your Jaguars digital update. I'm Ashlyn Sullivan. As the Jaguars prepare for the Chiefs on Sunday, good news is Quincy Williams is back at practice today. Full go. Many Jaguars fans excited to see what he can do on the field on Sunday. 
Two guys not practicing are Josh Oliver and Cedric Obwehi. Hopeful to have them back soon. However, Doug Marone did say Josh Oliver is day-to-day -day and went through a full lift recently. We all know how talented Kansas City offense is. And the challenge isn't going to be for the defense on Sunday. Todd Wash said that the defense cannot take any plays off. They're fast at every position. Um, you know, if one guy takes a playoff, it's probably going to be an explosive play. Um, so we got to do everything we can to keep the ball in front of us and, uh, you know, hopefully make them earn everything that they can get. Stay tuned. More Jaguars Happy Hour coming up in the Doug Marone Show coming up at 5 o'clock. Celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. Touchdown, Jacksonville. What a play. 30-yard touchdown. Chad Henning to Justin Blackman. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. Coming up at Daly's Place, busy schedule. Chris Young, September 12th. UB40, September 14th. Game of Thrones concert experience, September 20th. And Brantley Gilbert, September 27th. This is Chris Young, and he's playing September 12th, and tickets are available at dailiesplace.com. Right. Welcome back, J.P. Shattered, Leon Searcy, Tony Vaselli, Jeff Lagerman. Thanks to Ashton Sullivan for the news update there. It just kind of goes on to the, um, the the conversation we were having about the offensive line a second ago. Abway, he didn't practice again today. He was listed as not practicing if they were to have practice yesterday. He didn't practice today either. So if something were to happen with Cam, uh, worst case scenario, then then what the heck do you do? Well, I think, you know, you know, if you look at offensive tackles on the roster, Will Richardson? Yeah, he's he's, he's your next only, guy. He's yeah. the next guy, but... I, I don't see Brandon Thomas having the feet to be able to play tackle. I'll tell you who your best next tackle is at the left side. Is your starting center, Brandon Linder. As far as athletic ability to go out there and do it, uh, I mean, whew. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm just telling yeah. you. I see what you're saying, but I mean, you're not going to do. No, that. you're not. Gonna, I, no, no. I'm. That's how I'm saying. That's how much of a void you have yeah. with a boy. I think Will, not in there. If, if Will Richardson were to have to play tackle, first of all, I don't. I've think never he, seen him take a set from the left side. Me neither. I've never seen it either. <laughs> but I think he's athletic well, enough that he stays can do that it. way. Right? My, Le Leon, point. let me ask you this: mm. You were right tackle your whole career. Did yeah. you ever take snaps at left? I played left tackle my senior year in college. But Man. in the pros. If, in the if pros, you, if no. You were no asked, if I had to. Yeah, because he played left tackle you in could've? college. I played left tackle in college. Like, I could play right tackle. I could I have, right tackle in college. but I prefer not to. I played both. <laughs> <laughs> I played both in college. We'll leave it to a guy like I, pre this. I would prefer yeah. not to, trust me. What, what, when were you a right tackle in college? Uh, my first two years. No, three years. Two years. Two, so who beat you years. out at left tackle? Nobody. We played. Uh, we played. Uh, you see that? Nobody, nobody. beats no, Tony Vassell. No. We played strong and we, uh, weak, so we flipped. Yeah, yeah, we flip flop too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. strong and weak. So we played, yeah, 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 we played both. So you literally had to play both. Like I never thought it was a big deal. Like I go set right one play, go set left the next play. You didn't feel like awkward or anything. Never, never. Like because that's just you. No, because I was a, no. as a high school. You come out of high school as a senior. You go to. The, I went to that scene. Like this is what you do. I thought everyone did it. I didn't think anything about it. <laughs> you did. Called, you do in high it's school. Called versatility, no, log. Did you do in high school? Huh? Did you do it in high school? No, in high school I was a right tackle. I was a right tackle. Right tackle. Yeah, right I was tackle. Right, I was right tackle too in high school. That's yeah. it. Never got in a left-hand stance ever until I went to well, It's amazing. Uh, the two guys that went on to have great careers in the pros and your high school coaches had you at right tackle. Yeah. Well, because we ran right, so we just we never threw the ball. We, did, did you throw? <laughs> yeah, we threw. You threw? We yeah. literally threw twice a game. How many times do you throw a game ballpark? Um, we were about 30%. Ran most of the time. Okay. Like yeah. Every down. I, I, think I, I guess that's, to that's the right. different. To the right. We ran to the right. right every play. 
Right. <laughs> so, but my, so it would not have been the, like, uh, sir. I mean, our backup, but our swing tackle when uh, we played was Ben Coleman, who's a starting guard. Who's too. a guard. So mm-hmm. if anyone got hurt, if Sir Sir got hurt, he was going to go in. Actually, mm-hmm. he'd go at left. If Sir got hurt, uh, Fordham or Weger would go at right. Weger go right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So our guards, our starting guards, were our backup tackles. Backup right tackles. No. Ben was the backup left tackle. Right, 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 right. Weegert right. was the backup you. right tackle. I got you. So mm-hmm. we didn't have a swing tackle when we played. Right. No. Uh, let's touch on a couple things in this game here. You know, we've just, all just, seen just real quick. The, yes. There's there's not a guard with the Jaguars that that you would take out of the guard spot and put in well, as Ra- a tackle. Yeah, Will Richardson. Richardson, with the exception well, of Will Richardson. Well, that's why I said Linder, who might be your best athlete on the offensive line. I've always, I've thought from day one he could play all five positions. No, he's. I'm not saying he's uh, should be playing left tackle. Right, right, right. But I'm saying he has the ability mm. because what I'd worry about Will Richardson never playing in a regular season NFL game has. I've never seen him take a left tackle set, and now all of a sudden you're going to ask. He did in camp. He did in camp a little. Bit. <laughs> all of a sudden, Enjoy. You've yeah. never played. Hey, go to the left side, <laughs> yeah. and Frank's coming. At least Linder. And I'm not saying we're going to do that. He has the. He's a veteran. He can go figure it out and go fight mm-hmm. the guy at least. Like I'm, yeah. like Will Richardson's. Like, what did I get myself into? I just. I mean. <laughs> all right, let's touch on a couple things here in this game. We've all seen the highlights of Mahomes scrambling around and then throwing the ball 50, 60 yards down the field for a long completion. Um, how, as the pass rushing group that this Jaguars team is and wants to be, how do you ensure that that kind of thing does not happen with Mahomes? Well, let me let me, let me say this first and foremost because. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line, the if you were to add up the parts, it doesn't equal the sum of the total. In other words, they play better as a unit than they are as individuals, I think. And I, I first of all, I think Andy Heck has done a great job as an offensive I line agree. coach in Kansas City. Uh, I think that if you look at Mitchell Schwartz, I think a he's a good right, right tackle. tackle. He's a good, solid player. Eric Fisher, a good, solid player. But I think what has impressed me the most about Kansas City's offensive line they play well together. They have a new part in the middle, though. And that is Austin Reeder, a fourth-year player out of South Florida, who's their new center. Yeah. Mitch Morse, right, was the guy yeah. last year. I believe it was Mitch Morse was yeah. the starting center. Uh, but the rest of the components, for the most part, are, are, are about the same. So, well, But they're, they're a good offensive line, and they're coached well. Well, and the, what they do, and they do very well, uh, Andy Reid is not going to get into a game where it's going to be drop back, drop back, drop back, drop back. He's going to move the pocket. And so a lot of their passing game is off play action. So you're seeing run movement, half nakeds, and so you're taking pressure off of any, one-on-one blocks for your offensive linemen because they're always moving. There, there's some action in the backfield that is slowing down the, the uh, defensive front as much as possible, and they're getting a lot of double teams or chipping guys very rarely. Now, you'll get some opportunities. Are you going to just have one-on-ones with these offensive linemen? Now, third and medium to long, that's where you got to go to work. That's where, you know, uh, Ngakwe and, and Allen and all the – especially those two on the outside, they got to go to work against those tackles because outside of that down and distance – it's all movement. It's all play action. It's all changing the launching point of Patrick Mahomes. If you watch him, he rarely just drops straight back. There's some action that is getting him to move, even if it's just a yard or two, to change the launch point. 
And well, then, it's moving him, but then it's also a lot of that kind of that crazy stuff. They fake the speed reverses yeah, and all so, that. It kind of slows everybody yeah. down. It's just as everyone a, takes a half well, a yeah, tick they to kind of st- yeah, hesitate freeze. a little bit. Well, yeah, you're right. You no, know, Andy Reid does an excellent job of not putting this offense in third and long situations where the defense can actually attack you on one-on-one blocks. You know, he moves the line here, play action here, got his backs chipping there, rotates left, right. But I think the weak the weakness of the offensive line probably with the, is probably the interior guys. You know, I think you know Schwartz is a good right all pro right tackle. Fisher's a former first round pick. So if you're going to attack their off, if you're going to attack the the Chiefs offense, it's got to be interiorly. So you know, Calais Campbell inside on the three, or Marcel Darius on the three. You know, maybe some blitz up the middle because you know you got a new center playing yeah. now. So I mean, that's but but here's the great thing. Great thing about the Chiefs though, that you never catch them in, in those kind of Third and long situations, always third and intermediate. It's always third and short. Where they're able to rotate, you know, they were able to move Mahomes around or, you know, flare to the, the back or quick quick drops, quick slant rocks, you know, to the wide receiver. So he does an outstanding job. He does a good job protecting his offensive line. It doesn't put him in a lot of one-on-one situations. They got a doctor on their offensive line. Yeah, the Canadian. Right. right. Uh, Duvernay Tardif, yeah, the, du- right, the right guard. Tardif, he, right guard. He really? He's a doctor. He's a literal wow. MD. Not a PhD, like an real. MD. Mm. Wasn't there? He got hurt at one point. And was like, I know exactly what this is. Was telling the doctor on the field of what yeah, it was. He, yeah, he got hurt, and they have uh, they have a kid who backs him up, who's pretty not too bad as well. He actually played eight games last year. I think it was Jeff Allen, right? Nope. <laughs> I thought Jeff Allen played last year. There was a guy they must have let go then. Another uh, Andrew Wiley. 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 Yeah. Okay. He's starting he, left guard because Cam Cam Irving was the starting left guard. Wiley That's came right. in for uh, – And Wiley did a good job. Very good job. Yeah, very, very good, good job. job. All right. One more matchup here to get to before we uh, take a break here. The Jalen Ramsey versus Tyreek Hill thing. Uh, I can't believe we haven't I've took you this long <clears> to get to this. Well, hey, I mean, it's, it's going to be talked about all day <clears> Sunday, <throat> too. We buried the lead. This Can is we, what it's going to be fun. This yeah. is a fun a, one to watch, right, Leon? Yeah, it's going to be a great one I have one a question watch. for Leon and, and Jeff. Would you travel Jalen Ramsey on Tyreek Hill? Todd Walsh says well, he's going to. Would you travel him? Because I wouldn't. Let me ask you this you first. Do you believe no. him? Uh, I don't know if I believe him or not. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I would not travel him. What would you do? I would. Because I would, there's two philosophies. Yes. I would put Jalen on uh, 14, Sammy Watkins, and erase Sammy Watkins. I would double Tyreek, and I'd double uh, the tight end, Kelsey. And I would just mm-hmm. say, listen, Jalen, you're playing man for the next 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do combo c- coverages. On these other That's guys. That's hard to do two combos, though. Well, no. you, what, uh, I'd have to do it, right? It's hard to do. I'm just saying. It's I'm hard saying, to do. But you, you can't you do see? it. Schematically, you can't double two guys. Okay, then double Tyreek and take your and, pick, and, pick one. and take your chances. But you can't. I mean, I know what you're saying. Forget about the schematic of whether how many you can double or not. Todd, I mean, I'm not a defensive coordinator, but watch. There's two philosophies. Put your number one guy on their number one guy. and Or double their number one guy. Double their number one guy yeah. and take your number one corner. And put it on their number two guy and just erase that guy. If you watch mm-hmm. what Belichick is, he does it all the time. When Belichick plays a top end receiver, he puts Stephon Gilmore in man coverage on their number two guy and he doubles the number one guy. Yep. And the philosophy there is, is I'm going to take both guys out because my number two is better than, I mean, my number one's better than their number two receiver. And, I can, and he can and, erase them completely. And he can take them out completely. And two guys better be able to stop one guy. In this league, you go back to that uh, that go route that Tyreek ran, and it was against Jalen. It was true man, 
and Patrick Mahomes threw a beautiful ball. Yeah. I mean, it was it dropped in the bucket right in the hands of Tyreek Hill, and Jalen was fortunate that that Tyreek stepped out of bounds in the process of making the catch, and it was a catch. Mm-hmm. But I, if Tyreek is able to just kind of keep his body in a little bit better position, that that's a house call against Jalen. I mean, arguably the best cornerback in the league. So another case to be made. What would you do, though? I, I, I agree with you. I'd mix it up. Because I think the last thing you want it to do is Patrick Mahomes to kind of have something consistent play after play. So I think you got to mix it up. Because I, I, I mean, I would just when I say mix yeah. it up, you 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 put Jalen right. on him and you travel yeah. him sometimes, mm-hmm. and, and then, then you sometimes double you double him, him. Right. Yeah. and sometimes you double him with AJ Boye, and you know sometimes you may double him and lean your safety over with Jalen even covering him. I mean, mm. because look, AJ Boye is no slouch. Uh, mm. I would be totally okay with letting Jalen travel on Tyreek Hill, leaning the safety over the top of that, mm-hmm. and then letting A.J. cover Sammy Watkins by himself. I wouldn't be scared of that. Yeah. Why, why be scared pro, of that? No, all pro corner either. himself. Yeah. Right? I wouldn't be either. That, that's the benefit of having two great corners. Yeah. It helps. You know. Well, make sure we, we communicate well with the linebacker because we forgot about Kelsey down the middle. Yeah, oh, yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> the tight end's pretty decent too. Yeah, uh, let's come back in a moment. Uh, we're going to go around the National Football League. Some news in Oakland today. You think? Oh, oh my boy, this goes on and on and on and on. We're back. Like, what, what's up with the Pittsburgh training guys? I, I, I don't get it. I mean, we got Leon Searcy and he came here and he was a problem and – I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. What is, what is A.B. doing? We'll see who survives this fight when we come back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas, to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Jack Hananias Audi Jacksonville and Jack Hananias Audi Orange Park give you the power of two. Double the selection and double the savings on over 600 new and pre-owned vehicles with payments from $249 a month. Put the power of two to work for you at Audi Jacksonville and Audi Orange Park. Online at jacksaudis.com. Stock number EN0183790. 75.7% APR with $1,500 down. With approved credit, vehicle subject to prior sale, plus tax, tag, guideline fees. Drive it like it's game time. Drive it like it's the two-minute drill. Drive it like Duval. Jaguars fans, own any tailgate in a Ford F-Series truck, America's number one truck for 42 years straight. Experience the unsurpassed capability and impressive power of the Ford F-150 and Ranger. See your local Ford dealer and test drive F-Series, the official truck of the National Football League. Drive it home. Drive it now. Drive it like a Ford. Did you hear? The last two years, the Jaguars returned a punt for a touchdown, earning local families $100,000 towards a DreamFinders home. Lauren Brooks here, letting you know that could be you this season. Visit any DreamFinders homes model and register to win the Take It to the House promotion for your chance at scoring $100,000 towards your DreamFinders home. DreamFinders homes, homes built to fit your lifestyle. 
Be the MVP of your next tailgate with the official wing of the Jacksonville Jaguars from Dick's Wings and Grill. Whether at the stadium or cheering from home, game day every day with Dick's 365 wing varieties, burgers, wraps, and more. And for somewhere to catch all the sports action, Dick's Wings and Grill's 23 area locations have been a local fan favorite for more than 20 years. For the best wings, ice-cold craft beer, and best fans, feed where the big cats feast. Visit dickswingsandgrill.com for a location nearest you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want. Whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better... Join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. No, it's been there. It's been there for a while. I mean, we're just going to have to report it, and now we're in, you know, in the process of... You want to make sure you, you know that that's that's reported, but it's you know he's, he he got it during training, um, but obviously it's much better now than it was before. So we're not we're not concerned about it. It's just a quarterback, and if you don't put something down and something does happen, all hell breaks loose. Head coach Doug Marone earlier today. Nick Foles is on the injury report when it came out this week with an oblique issue, but full practicing and. The team even noted, hey, he's expected to play full on Sunday. But as Doug said there, when you see the quarterback on there, it kind of opens your eyes a little bit. The only thing you worry about, and I'm not saying this is what it is, is he's on it, so there's something there. And I expect him to play this week. But you don't want that thing to linger into a uh, sports hernia or one of those things that those can turn into. Now, Mm. hopefully they're just being overly cautious, like Doug said, because they don't want to get in trouble for not reporting something if he's – Got a little uh, ache and pain. Mm. But I don't care. I'm going to stick with what you originally said. If he's on the list, he's on the list. Yeah, that, I don't like it. Now, you can go back in history. thing we were talking about in the Patriots before, for a whole year, <laughs> Belichick with Brady on Questionable. The list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like half the team on the list just because he was trying to yeah. make a statement. I think Tom's going to play on Sunday. So, right? uh, let's hope that's the case. But mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you this. As I was sitting around during this Hurricane Dorian, not doing anything, and I saw that news come across the wire, I was like, what? I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel very we're warm and fuzzy inside. That's mm. not the uh, bottom line you want to see on the ticker there on your no, television no, screen at all. Uh, let's and, go around. Uh, oblique yes. muscle, just to kind of. Yes. Oblique muscle. Is, I don't have one, so I don't have to worry okay. about it. I'm fresh out. Uh, <laughs> we all have them. We just can't see them. Okay. I've never had one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, if, I, if I don't see it, I don't have it. <laughs> it's in the midsection, and uh, it's, it's a lot of times it can be around the rib area. No. So Good to know. Uh, and so the twisting motion, I've, I've had an oblique. Pull. Sure, yeah. Going back to college and uh, showing off. <laughs> I did. No, actually, I did, and shot it up, and it was hard to shoot up. It's because you they <laughs> they'd stick you like seven, eight times just to try to get the right spot. But my point is, a quarterback's motion is torquing the body, yeah. throwing the football, and that requires to have unhealthy oblique muscle or oblique muscles. It is a big baseball injury, swinging the bat. A lot of yeah. those guys get oblique injuries for sure. Let's go around the National Football League and start in Oakland where the Antonio Brown saga continues 
after a verbal altercation between him and general manager Mike Mayock on the practice field in front of the rest of the team. He's facing discipline, maybe suspension, maybe more now from the Raiders. Well, you have to do something. The report was he threatened to punch Mike Mayock, the GM, as well. In front of the whole team, if you're Mayock and Gruden, you have to make a statement. You cannot let this just go. You have to suspend him. And by suspending him, according to the CBA, now this would be appealed by uh, Antonio Brown and his representatives, uh, which I believe is Drew Rosenhaus, but uh, they can void the $30 million of guarantees that he has in his contract for being fined uh, for conduct which detrimental. Is the, the remaining guarantee is about $30 million. That's, yeah, his, that's his paragraph. That's his salary for this ne- season and, and then year. next year. And I mean, there's some reports out there right now that they're going to cut him and let him go. Here's what I don't understand is why did Antonio Brown – he posted on social media a letter that he got from – for Mike Mayak, because he can't man, help himself. But I mean, why? <laughs> I mean, he can't help himself. So, so you Those do Steelers that. Guys, Nobody would have known about the letter. Nobody would have no. known. No. So you post the letter. You make it an issue on social media. Now, you esc- let it escalate and become even a bigger issue because you have a, a confrontation with the general manager at practice. I just I don't <clears throat> understand. That I, I, I. <laughs> Leon, he's looking no, like I'm saying, something to say. I just know somewhere the Rooney's are saying I told you so. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. I just know they are somewhere <laughs> they're saying I'm told you so. Mike Everybody Tomlin? was trying to figure out why would you get get rid of a talent like Antonio Brown? Now you know, and there's the reason. Mike right Tomlin, there, Mike Tomlin was sitting there going. <laughs> He's. La- I'm telling you, the Steelers are just laughing when they got rid of him. And, and here's the thing: I always tell people, what did they give him? What, what did they, third what did, and fifth? Uh, yeah. Oh, Steelers are going suckers. Exactly. And suckers. I, t- I tell people all the time, if you want to send a message to a football player, there's two places that you hurt them. You hurt them in the pocket mm-hmm. and you hurt them in the game. Because if you love the game of football, you don't want to be on the sideline no. suspended for nothing. And you, you surely don't want your pocket suspended. Yeah. You suspend them for one game, you accomplish both. Exactly. Zeke Elliott got paid, resetting the running back uh, numbers in the National Football League. Long time coming there. Is he worth, worth all it. that money? He's he? worth it. He's, yeah. a, he's the best back in the league, I think. He's um, very good. He's I, the most important back to his team in the league. I'll put it that he's way. He's very, very good. They extended him for six years, so he's under contract for eight years, <laughs> meaning he's never playing for Wait, but they didn't else. get rid of the other no, two years? They no, gave him six, six more years? Of it. <laughs> so it's really, if you average it out, it's about $12 bucks a year because it was six years, $90 million of new money. But That's you, not the way I understand. I understood that his no. his average annual salary surpassed Gurley. No, of the new money. That's other. Uh, the new money is six for ninety. But if you extrapolate that over the eight years, then it's twelve or thirteen. Okay. No I different. Mean, than, I misunderstood. It's, it's that. the same thing with Gurley when they reported well, his deal. Yeah. You, if you took the initial years he started under contract, they just added more years. I got to you. It. So well, Okay, it was ninety. It was ninety, but how much of that is floating money, and how much is? Guaranteed? I think fifty of it's guaranteed. Okay, fifty so. of it's guaranteed, so it's the highest guaranteed of a back. Oh, um, it's a lot of money for I, a, for a running back. I, guaranteed I, money. I wouldn't yes. have paid him. No. Would you have well, paid Jared Goff a hundred and ten million well, guaranteed? Well, that was like thirty or you thirty something million a would year. Would you pay? Uh, hold on, stay with Zeke. Would you pay Zeke? N- n- ninety million right now? No, I wouldn't have paid. He had him under no, contract for two more no, years. No. But if you look at that draft that Zeke is in, just think about the guys that got paid. You got Golf, who got what? He got 110 million. million. You know who still hasn't got paid yet? Wentz, who got 
another hundred million. Mm-hmm. Bosa is going to get paid eventually. Guess who hasn't he's got, got paid? Nine, the fifth Jalen is right behind. Jalen's he's like, wait a second, I'm better than all these guys. Where's my money? <laughs> he brought the Brinks truck out here <laughs> for goodness' sakes. All right, guys, uh, that'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour. Stick around though on the Jaguars Radio Network, the Doug Marone Show, right around the corner. We're fired up. Week one's here. The Chiefs Can't wait. and yep. the Jaguars coming up this Sunday. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.